SoWin TV presents. Jennifer Sheehan Show. I'm Jennifer. We'd love to give you our magazine full of inspirational stories. Go to the JenniferSheehanShow.com to subscribe. We'd love to welcome my friend Ira Terrell. Hi, Ira. Good, good day to you. Good morning. <laughs> so happy to have you here. So you and I, gosh, we've been friends over 15 years. Long time. Long you know, time. when I first met you, I'm like at a charity event. I'm like, hey, you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> I probably said the same thing. She's tall as well. <laughs> I'm sure I did. <laughs> so how tall are you? I am 6'8". At least that's what I was a long time ago. You know, as we get older, things get to yes, shift. Yes, I hear we whatnot. shrink a little bit, but I'm okay with I'm that because that means I can wear higher heels. Okay, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, NBA player. Yes. Who did you play for? I was playing, I played for the Phoenix Suns and the Portland, actually the New Orleans Jazz before they moved to Utah. So we actually played in New Orleans and then the Portland Trailblazers. Time of my life. I love my it. life. I love it. So I knew when you were so tall, I mean, he must have played basketball. <laughs> and then, of course, Prestonwood Baptist Church. We'd run into each other at church all the time as well. And Absolutely. So love going there occasionally to hear Pastor Graham. I have a lot of friends there like yourself. And mm -hmm. you always make new friends. It's just a, it's, it's a very good as atmosphere when I go there. Absolutely. So it's been such a, a joy to have you in my life because you always have a big smile on your face. <laughs> and just you're a godly man. And I'm just proud to call you my friend. Thank you. Same here. Same here. So you're born and raised in Dallas. What area and what was your family like? Oak Cliff, Texas. Some people call it Oak Cliff, Texas, but I just call it Oak Cliff, South Dallas. Uh, youngest of five. And it was a, uh, it was just love. We didn't have a lot, but we did have love. And we always knew what we were going to have for dinner on Monday because it was leftovers from Sunday. Right. That's just like it was a given. Being the youngest of five, I was able to learn from my older brothers and sisters. My oldest brother, uh, like 10 years older, and then two sisters, and then one brother that was 18 months older than I am. So parents, anybody can say what they want to say. I have the greatest parents in the world. I, I had the greatest that. parents before they passed. Uh, we're How long were they married? Married for 66 years. Wow. You know, our that's a long time. That's a very long time. And needless to say, I'm sure there were some problems. There's problems in every, in every marriage, but uh, they did a good job of keeping it from us. And I recall at the 50th anniversary, they got a uh, large plaque proclamation from then President Clinton. Oh, wow. Being married 60, 50 years. So wow. they, they taught, they didn't just, uh, they showed by example. When it was time, to, it wasn't like, are we going to church on Sunday? It was be ready, okay? <laughs> Don't even ask it. that question. Be ready to walk <laughs> out the door. And that was every Sunday, all, five, all seven of us went in a wow. 57 Ford and we went to church. And back then you went to church in the evenings too. So okay. we went to church. We couldn't play outside all day in the afternoon on Sunday because you get all sweaty, so we go back to church on Sunday evening. And uh, But all f seven of us did it, and uh, we sat at the dinner table. 
okay, all seven of us. You're not taking a plate to your room. That's right. not happening. So, again, unbelievable uh, upbringing. From because my, my they parents. were setting the example, and sure. actions speak louder than words, right? Absolutely. I, absolutely. I remember my mom growing up saying, um, do what I say, not what I do. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm not thinking that's a good idea. No, that didn't come. So, that wouldn't come out right with me either. You know, so then you have the choice of what kind of parent are you going to be. And so when I became a parent with Jared, I'm like, okay, I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think actions speak louder than words. Sure. If you want your children not to smoke, don't smoke. If you don't want them to drink or get drunk, <laughs> don't get drunk. That is if very you want true. them to be kind and nice to people and mm -hmm. open people's doors and so forth, then you do it right. to show them what that looks like. And they remember, kids, They might you might not think they're paying attention, but they're paying attention. They pay, uh, and, and we paid attention. We paid attention. But we just had, uh, you know, we were, we were a proud family. We didn't have all the extra. And we wanted to be there for each other. And that, that took place throughout our lives. You know, and uh, I, I can't, I can't speak enough about the family that I grew up in. And again, like I said, we didn't have all the extras, right. but we had love. We didn't have the, the uh, designer shoes, but we had nice shoes. We didn't have the designer jeans, but they were clean and pressed. You know, so right. we just knew what we had to do. My mother wasn't an educated lady, but again, it comes back to love. She knew how to raise a family. She and my father knew how to raise families, and you just don't see that a whole lot. People staying married. 60 years, 50 years, 20 years for right. that matter. So uh, I was first totally blessed to be the youngest up. They always say you were the spoiled one. No, I wasn't. I was just learning from my older brothers and sisters not to make the same mistakes they may have made. Right. So, but I loved it. So beautiful. I love that story. So you had um, something bad come into the family with your brother. Tell us about that story. Unfortunately, Michael was my, uh, uh, the brother that was a, 18 months old, extremely talented. If you thought I was talented in the NBA, he was talented in music. He could play any kind of musical instrument. He could sing from the first soprano down to bass. But unfortunately, unlike some people, he got caught up in the drugs. And uh, he first lost his job, but he was so talented, the school let him come back. And then the second time it happened, they had to let him go. Now this is in Dallas, the, the uh, arts magnet school right in downtown Dallas, the talented and gifted students. He moved to New York, again, very talented, the, a big, large, huge Baptist church in Brooklyn hired him. And unfortunately, he met up with a little predator where they, you put your key in the door and they say, keep walking. And that's when you go upstairs, go to your apartment, ransacked the place and shot him. My brother would have given him the last nickel if that's all he had, mm -hmm. if he felt like you needed it. And uh, I'm so sorry, I can't imagine that, how hard that was uh, on you. Getting that family. phone call was one thing. And uh, fortunately, <clears throat> my two sisters and I went up there to clean up the place and walking in that apartment was not the best thing I've ever done, but we walked in hand in hand. We knew what we had to do. And uh, he had already had to the funeral services in Dallas, but we had to fly to New York to get that done. So I guess it just tells you if you handle business a certain way here, you might not end up in New York. But I guess his date was May 1st, 1995, that he was going to leave this place. And uh, we can't argue with, you know, what the Lord has already set forth. Great. 
So your family just bonded together and Absolutely. got through it. Absolutely. We just bonded together. We leaned on each other. It was a very, very good home going service, but a whole lot of tears, some laughs. You know, you got to laugh a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it hurt. And when I see people singing at Prestonwood or Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, that can really sing. All I can do is think about my think brother because if my brother was up there, People would be throwing things at him because they get, get so happy because he had such a talent. But uh, God had something else in store. Absolutely. So you started playing basketball at Roosevelt High School mm-hmm. and we're good. <laughs> I was pretty good, we I would say. Good. Yeah. And then got to go to any college you wanted to go to and you picked SMU. SMU was home. My parents did more recruiting than I did because they just wanted to be able to drive 10 minutes to go to uh, Moody Coliseum to watch me play. But uh, the fact is, I could have gone anywhere. I wanted to make sure my grades were good enough that I could pretty much go anywhere. And overall, I had a good career. I would say I had a good career. I was able to start as a freshman and uh, good good statistics. graduated. I didn't want to go to school for four years and not be able to get your graduate. Degree. Yeah, Absolutely. so I definitely wanted to do that. And, and I did. And fortunately, after that, uh, the NBA came calling. And even today, I still follow. I still follow SMU. You know, I, love that. I, I go to all the games that are in town. I go to a few on the road. But uh, I sit there and I like to schmooze with the kids and I like to schmooze with the former president when he shows up and whoever shows up, you know, I'm going to shake hands, take pictures and uh, with Mm. the kids, with the students, with parents, it really doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, SMU has been good to me and uh, it's been good to a lot of people. So uh, the fact that I could go anywhere was, again, once again, a blessing. Right. When we come back, Ira gets drafted in the NBA. We'll be right back. You won't hear how God is working on mainstream media, but you will hear it on the Jennifer Sheehan television show. In a world currently imprisoned by fear, I'm committed to telling fearless stories of hope, restoration, redemption, and miracles. Here's just a sample of stories my amazing guests share about God's limitless love in action. God rescued me from pornography and sex addiction. I was on the brink of death, but Jesus saved me. I was attacked by a huge grizzly bear, but God preserved my life. At the age of two, raised by my sister without parents, my birth father threw me against a metal sheet wall, slicing my stomach open, leaving me for dead in a pool of blood. After he abandoned me, my true heavenly father, God, did not. My 17-year-old son was murdered on Christmas Eve. I was in a bad place. I purchased a gun each day, went to the lake and held it to my head to end my life. After over 50 guns, I sought out professional help. I went on the Jennifer Sheehan television show to share my story. On filming day, God got a hold of my heart, and right there on the set, I prayed to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This show is giving people hope in Jesus. That's why we do what we do. We we want you to hear and see amazing stories of how God brings beauty from ashes and how he brings hope and healing, even in the midst of life's hardest struggles. God is using this show to change lives. Through the power of story, the Jennifer Sheehan television show is sharing the gospel in regions around the globe. We reach an audience of over 3 million people in the U.S., Africa, India, Pakistan, and China. 
Will you partner with us so that the Jennifer Sheehan Show continues to grow in its influence and reach for Jesus Christ? Donate your tax-deductible gift at thejennifersheehanshow.com slash donate. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. Okay, Ira, so you get drafted in the NBA. Quite a day. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> Quite a day. You, you grow up, you do book reports on guys that you watch play basketball, that you dream of one day even meeting. And the fact that uh, I had enough talent to be considered didn't know where you were going. If you, you know, you felt like you were going to get drafted. You just didn't, wasn't quite sure who. You have no idea who. And uh, my family didn't say anything. They just left the house because they knew it was going to be a nerve-wracking day, and I was there by myself. And uh, I did get the uh, phone call. Somebody actually called me and said, "Congratulations." I guess they heard something before me. But then the scoot, the team, Phoenix, called me and. Uh, said, you know, we've drafted you in the third round and uh, welcome to Phoenix. So it's just How did that make you feel? I can't even imagine. Well, you just take that deep breath and then uh, I didn't tell anybody, but when I hung up the phone, I screamed really loud. <laughs> really <laughs> of course loud you did. because you think about there's so many guys that can play this game. Right. And there's only so many spots available. What percent is in it? You said it was worldwide. I don't think we even think about that. We just think America, but it's the draft is worldwide, right? Well, it's worldwide now. But when I played, it was just American players. Oh, interesting. American players only. And they were letting a few come out of high school that were that good. Didn't even have to go to college. So now you have to be out of high school at least one year, but they go global all over the places. The, the Dirk Nowinski's and all, the, I mean, Spain, Yugoslavia, Russia, everywhere. So what percent is that? Do you it's, think? It's, it's less than 1% of less guys 1%. that can play, right. that actually get the chance to play. But fortunately, they do get a chance to play what they have to call the G League, which is like the league right under the NBA. You still get a chance to make a little money. And they can call you up to play in the NBA. And then the same situation with uh, um, overseas. Guys play overseas and make a great living in Italy, France, uh, Germany, playing overseas. It's not the NBA. You're not playing against, quote, unquote, the best in the world, but you're playing against very good players over there. And you get a chance to see something that you probably would never get a chance to see. I was actually released from Phoenix, and I was thinking in terms of going over to Italy to play. I actually had a contract to play, but I decided to stay in the States and maybe get called back up, and that's when I got called by New Orleans. So fortunately, if you play a few years, and in the NBA you only need to play three years, uh, that's enough to get your pension. Okay. And uh, talk about a blessing, you get a chance to still get a check every month you know it doesn't have to be millions but it's just mailbox money and okay. uh, but i was fortunate to play three years and uh, get a chance to earn my pension <clears throat> okay i love that and going back to college and smu you said you got your jersey in the rafters is that how you say it <laughs> so i'm i'm not smart when it comes to <laughs> sports i'm not gonna lie i got other great qualities that is not I'm one sure of them i'm sure you do <laughs> so explain to the people like me that don't know exactly what that means first thing is uh <clears throat> prior to that you actually go into the smu athletic hall of fame so i was able to go into the athletic hall of fame in 2000 
12, I believe it was. And then shortly thereafter, uh, if if it's warranted, you get your jersey. They call it honored jerseys. As of right now, there are only four jerseys uh, by, from the guys and one for a girl. So you think of all the guys that have played uh, SMU basketball it's over a huge the honor. years. To have four. And trust me, I don't take that for granted. I was blown away. Uh, I was able to stand there at midcourt and talk uh, to the fans that were there. And it's kind of like <clears throat> they had it covered leading up to it. It's kind of like you know what's behind the cur curtain, but until you actually see it, you know, you, I had to compose myself, right. you know. But I, want, I thank so many people. Unfortunately, my parents weren't there, but I, I acknowledged them. My brother wasn't there who was in the band. But uh, quite an honor, and trust me, every time Jennifer and I walk in the movie Coliseum, I look up and just give some thanks mm. and go to my seat. <laughs> I me. love that you give God glory. Oh, so absolutely. proud that you always give God glory. No question, no question. I love that. When we come back, Ira's going to give us some success tips. We'll be right back. A house is built with walls, but a home is built with memories. Firehouse Movers takes great pride and honor in serving your moving needs. Built over a fireman's code of ethics to be truthful and honest at all times, to display excellence, respect, and loyalty, we are honored for you to entrust us with your valuable memories. And we have been doing so for over 20 years with hundreds of five-star reviews. We never compromise in quality because we understand that it's easier to explain our prices than to apologize for poor service. Call us today at 972-412-6033 and let us tell you why we're passionate for what we do. Learn more at firehousemovers.com. By His grace, we live. By His will, we bond together to serve you. Jennifer Sheehan Show Magazine promotes and connects Christians and Christian-owned businesses worldwide. It's digital, nonprofit, and full of inspirational stories. The magazine is emailed, shared on our social media, and promoted weekly on our TV show, reaching millions of viewers. To subscribe to this free magazine and for advertising opportunities, go to thejennifersheehanshow.com. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. So give us some success tips. Like you've been through so much and you said something very interesting. You said the devil makes things look really pretty and that uh, it was a challenge. Tell me what you mean by that. Well, even when I got to SMU before I left Dallas, and again, I didn't leave Dallas until I actually went to the NBA at 22 years old, but just leaving high school going to SMU and being one of the best players on the team, a lot of things came my way. You know, try this, try this. If it wasn't something that was illegal, it was a girl that caught my attention too. I am a man. I was, <laughs> I was kind of a boy then growing to be a man. So that's what I mean when it says the devil tries to make it uh, real pretty. And, but like I may have said off air, I may have gone and played a basketball game on Saturday night and had a good game or a bad game or whatever it was. I didn't have too many bad games. I just think I'd <laughs> throw that in. But anyway, 
But Sunday morning, I'm in the choir with my brothers and sisters, with my brother leading the choir. So no matter what took place Saturday night, I was in the choir the next morning, you know. So that kind of kept me grounded. But the devil makes it look so pretty. He really does. And if you aren't strong enough, you'll give in. You'll give you. I mean, he makes it tough sitting in church. So you just have to stay grounded. You know, you, you, if you go into church, grab it. You know, be the, like the pastor would say, not only be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. Yes. You know, and that's the world we're living in. And that was way back in the 70s. You can imagine what it's like now. Right. You know, how easy it is to do all sorts of things that's, if someone knew what you were doing, you'd probably want to squirm, you know, and just kind of roll, roll under a rock and, and, and be quiet. So that's what kind so of what women, I mean. drugs, alcohol, just all kind of thrown at you at such a young age. Absolutely. But you had that foundation mm -hmm. of your faith. Right. And that, that, that goes, that just stays with you. It stays with you. And when you're by yourself, you know, you have to kind of talk to yourself. You know, you, you, it's going to be there tomorrow. So make sure when you get out to have your, that armor. Right. <laughs> you better Don't have that, that armor. You yes. need to have that armor. Otherwise, you know, you can get run over out there. And, uh, and like I say, some people don't care. Let's test them. You know, this, this just brings to a, uh, a memory that I had with A.C. Green, a guy that played with the Lakers. He stayed a virgin until he was married, and he played wow. 12, 14 years in the NBA with the Lakers. So you know it was out there. Right. They used to send girls to—I was told they used to send girls to his room to test him. Wow. So that's the devil. Yes. That is the devil, but he—no, no, no, get away. And I, I admire him so much for that. But uh, some people can't say no. Right. Can't say no. I can't imagine that lifestyle <clears throat> as you were in it for so long and still know so many people that are in it, in it. And interesting how they get so much at once, right? So much money. What, what type of mistakes? I can't even imagine when you get all that thrown at you at such a young age. First thing you think that you're going to be getting that forever. So the first thing you do is go buy a house or two and put an expensive car in the garage or two. And then you want to do things for your family in most cases. So now there's a third house or more. And your, your people that just want to hang on to you, that want to just hang on because you got something. Where are we going today? Where are we going? What are we going to do? We, what are you bringing to the party, <laughs> right? okay? You're just hanging on. So next thing you know, you've blown through 80% of it in the first year. So that's why so many people, you, you hear these stories all the time, guys that made really good money. And we didn't, I made good money, but nothing like they make now. Right. I mean, when I played, the minimum salary was 30000 The minimum salary now, if you're in the NBA, is a million. If you're the worst player on the team, you're making a million dollars, and you're probably making another 100000 more in the shoes, free of charge. So uh, you just have to know. It's not going to stay there all the time. And even when I talk to kids today, I just say, it'd be great if you have the talent that I had or better than I was. But why not try to buy the team? Right. Be, or be the doctor that works on the knees. I can show you scars all over my body, <laughs> okay, because I had injuries. Be the doctor. Be an attorney. Negotiate the contracts. Or 
best case scenario, own the team, okay? And don't worry about if you get injured, you know? You, if you can own the team, this probably means you're a billionaire. Do something that maybe one day you can either be a part owner or the whole owner of a basketball team. As good as Michael Jordan was, and he was easily one of the best, if not the best, he owns a basketball team, okay? So these are opportunities out there, not just try to dunk a basketball. Right. I love those tips. I love your story. And it just, it all still goes back to your foundation. Mm -hmm. That's how you were so humble. That's how you give so much now. And, and even I'm so, I know you're so proud of, um, that your high school named the gym after you. When, when like, I, how amazing is that? How, what was that feeling like? When I got that email, I just had to stare at my computer for like two or three minutes. I couldn't move. I really couldn't move because you just think about the honor, but then at the same time, you're thinking about the kids coming behind me. Right. You know, and I've even told some of the guys that are playing today, I just said, look, you know, I'm, I'm honored for this. I want you all to have success. But I wouldn't be too disappointed if 10, 15 years from now, they take my name off and put one of your names up there because that means you've had some success. And uh, I go all the way back to my high school days. My high school coach and the pastor of the church that I grew up in lived next door to each other. So I knew I was covered. I mean, they would, <laughs> you were covered. They would, be, they would go to the backyard and talk over the fence. You I know, I'd it. see my pastor on Sunday morning, and he'll say, saw Coach Davis yesterday, or I'll, I'll see Coach Davis at school. Saw your pastor yesterday. We talked. So, you know, it, it, that was so amazing, living next door to each other and being able to be friends and talk a lot. So, uh it's just a lot that it's a lot for these kids to be able to grasp home to, right. but you have to have have that plan and write it down and you know know yes. who you need to deal with and who to stay away from. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't, but you know, make it in your mind. Right. I'm not going to go down that road. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your story. It's such a beautiful story. I'm so proud to call you my friend. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> when we come back, you can have the same faith that Ira has. We'll be right back. Can you imagine living in a resort with like-minded people, full of amenities and activities, chef-prepared meals, heated indoor pool, spa, hair salon, wellness center, a movie theater, a library, a chapel, a game room, mini golf, trail path, and many more, all accessible 24-7. A gated community with free Wi-Fi and concierge, where the staff cares for your safety and your well-being, where the joy of living is felt in every corner, a company managed by the Nicholas Foundation. People who truly care about people. It's time to reward yourself. It is time for the Retreat Senior Living, the resort you call home. That first bite was to my face. <laughs> Had a pistol behind me. He set the home on fire and burned my whole world to the ground. The hammer, I bludgeoned him. The bullet went through his lung and through his heart. The assassin, I'm here to kill you. I felt the bullet hit me. And he became suicidal. God will give you the strength to press on if you put your trust in Jesus. 
For more inspirational stories, see the Jennifer Sheehan TV show Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. on Channel 33. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. If you haven't prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, pray with me. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sin. You rose on the third day. Please forgive me for my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Tune in next week. We have another powerful story for you. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.